this is Sarah. And this is Rob. And this is How Much Do We Love, episode 125, the Lexicon edition. Lexicon. Sounds like a law firm. It does. Lexicon and Clark. (laughs) Please hold. (laughs) Please hold. Well, today, it's just June 15th, is our four-year podcasting anniversary. What? Right? It's crazy. Four years. Four years. It's crazy. Yeah. And I know some of you listeners have been with us since the beginning. And we salute you. We, well, yes, we wouldn't be here without you. Well, we would just be talking to nobody. We'd be here, but it would (laughs) just be kind of pathetic. I know. Well, we thought that since we've been, the show's been going for such a long time, that we would take uh, this opportunity to do kind of a special episode and talk about um, what has sort of developed over the years, and we're calling the How Much Do We Love lexicon. Perfect. Because we have a lot of... um, our, of our own vocabulary and we have terms that we have sort of come up with or that we use quite often that are familiar to a lot of you but to newer listeners you're probably like who the hell what? is who's jungle marge what does that mean yeah. so we thought we would go through and it turns out that most of the episodes where we've come up with these terms are some of our favorites and um, we think some of your favorites yes and these so this will serve sort of as an a glossary or an appendix yes or, yeah so now you know what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. And frankly, there are some that are maybe junior lexicons that we hope you can fold in. Yes. To, and to your daily conversations. And maybe there's some how much do we love phrases that you have worked in that you, you're already saying that we have forgotten about. You'll have to let us know. Because I have to say it's one of my favorite things when we hear from listeners when they use part of the lexicon. Yes. Well, let's let's start. We're going to start with uh, something that came up way back in episode two. And this is, how much do we love the extra in the movie of your life? This is a good one. I, t- I was, I, you know, we went back to do a little research for this episode and I was amazed that this came from episode two. Yes. I Now, uh, for me specifically, I remember when I got the concept of extras in the movie of my life was from an old, uh, ep- uh, old show that used to be on Comedy Central called Dr. Katz. Yeah, yeah. And there, you know, that was basically a way for stand-up comics to be on television, but they were like animated, right. but they were basically doing their stand-up routines for mm-hmm. a, a therapist. And someone did a whole thing about the extra on the movie of your life. And like, sometimes do they repeat, like God ran out of extras and he's like, you man on the bike, go be guy on bus. <laughs> but I was just there. Go. Oh, I remember that whole thing. And it used to happen to me all the time. I was like, oh my gosh. Guy from the bus was just at Walmart. Yes. Now, so you understand what these are, listeners. We're talking about the people that you that you see over and over again in your life, and so you, but you don't really know them or you don't interact with them necessarily. But you you see them often enough that they're actually like a background player, and you can sometimes come up with a backstory for them or wonder what their lives are like. And um, they get a nickname usually. They usually get a nickname. Yeah, and in fact, the original one that we talked about in the show was yours, Rob. Yes, uh, we. I called her Goldie. Yes. Uh, this is when I worked downtown uh, before I was uh, acting full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was working in the ad agency and I would work downtown and I would see this same crew of people every day. And she was always walking in the opposite direction of me when I was walking away from work. And she always had kind of like working girl outfit on, like <laughs> Like a shoulder pads jacket and a mm-hmm. sensible above the knee skirt and like maybe 
high top Reeboks. Right. Like, she was like, I'm working. She would and slip into her pumps when she got to the office. She always had on fabulous gold lipstick. So good. Like gold. With a yeah, gold with a dark liner. And then you actually took a photo of her. And, I took uh, more than much photo and we posted one of them. <laughs> well, <But> we... we <laughs> Thankfully, protected her identity by putting a block over her eyes. You'll never know who it is. You'll never know who it is. And this brings us sort of to a subcategory of this, which is another one of our lexicon, is that in the photo, she's turbaned it. She turbaned it most of the days. Now, that comes from episode one. It's crazy to me that we're still talking about all of this, because it's not like we said these things to each other before we started doing the podcast. Never. So we loved turbans in our first episode, and uh, that sort of became a verb. I'm turbing it tonight. So there you have it. Um, but wait, let's talk so, a couple of other extras more in the extras, movies of our we'll lives. And we'll get back to turbans. Um, what, one of my original ones was the Trash Can Bandit. And he he was more of a featured player because he, oh, yeah. he was a kind of a regular. And I realized later we did an episode about neighborhood mysteries where I told a longer version of this story. But there was this, it turned out to be this old guy in my neighborhood. But we for a long time, we didn't know who it was who would move my trash can every week after we put mm -hmm. it out for the trash truck to come. Yes. Um, and so he was the mysterious trash can bandit. And then I would see him around the neighborhood from time to time. And I just sort of knew that about him, but I would never talk or anything. Yeah. And I have a little bit of a neighborhood extra of the movie in my life right now. Do you? There, um, I live in a two flat apartment, which in Chicago, you know, there's a lot of like two flat gray stone buildings and they all, a lot of them look exactly the same and are right in a row. Yeah. And they all have the same floor plans. So my kitchen window over my sink looks directly into the kitchen window over the sink of the <laughs> second floor apartment across from me. Nice. And so if I'm washing my hands at my kitchen sink, there is you. there sometimes can be another person five feet away from me, but separated by, you know, they're yes. in the next apartment. Yeah, over. exactly. Just a small alley. Never met these people. Yeah. Um, but you're very close to them. Like you're looking them right in the face if you happen to both be at the sink at the same time. Right. So which is kind of awkward sometimes when you're like need a drink of water in the middle of the night and you stumble out into the kitchen in your underwear and then you're like realizing how bright the fridge is and <laughs> and you look up and the guy in the next kitchen is doing the same thing. You're like, hey, we're in our underwear. Underwear buddies. Yeah, underwear buddies. Um, that is not a part of the how much do we love lexicon. <laughs> Underwear it buddies. Might be soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to, I've never met them, but I've watched them kind of like move in, unpack. Wow. And it, now it's turned into like a like Hallmark commercial. I noticed when she was pregnant. <laughs> I knew the day that she called the midwife. Wow. Because their shower is also opposite of my shower. And she was in the shower and said, we need to call the midwife. And you heard it? You just heard I, her say that? I heard her say, she was I, talking to a friend or her husband on the phone. She's like, well, I just called the midwife. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, she's having the baby. She's having the baby. <laughs> and then I had the day where I was like, looked through and there was all three of them. Little teeny oh. tiny peanut baby. And I actually, I, again, I've never talked to them. But I gave them a thumbs up. Oh, did they see you? Them. They did. They waved. Oh. I was like, hey. <laughs> now, if I wasn't so stupidly shy, I probably would like make them some homemade baby food and send it over or something. But you should uh, make them some. Um, I some want of them to your be icebox honest. cookies. 
Well, that's a good idea. I might uh, do that. That's a good one. That's a new one. Yeah, well, but yeah. One of my favorite ones is still, she's still there. Um, she, we, I talked about her. I, we actually, I think I talked about her in a later episode than episode two, but uh, a follow up episode. But that's Lady Compliment of the Walgreens. Oh. And she, I don't know if you remember, but so Walgreens yes. is a chain of grocery stores here, and I would go there all the time to pick up whatnot, lipstick, prescriptions, yes. water. And there was one woman checker there, and every time I went, she would compliment me. I like that. Usually on my hair, almost always on my hair. She would say, I love your hair, as if it was the first time she'd seen me. And I, and then I remember one day I went and I was sick and I was going to pick up something, you know, cold medicine and tissues. And I just looked terrible and my hair was all smushed in a ponytail. And I remember thinking she can't possibly compliment me on my hair today because if she does, I'll know that it's all a facade yeah. or a facade a facade, mm -hmm. as uh, facade. as we talked about in the Malaprop episode of yeah. How Much We Love a Long Time Ago. The woman who did the book report in my college class. And said facade over and over again. Facade over and over. <laughs> so I walked up that day and I put my stuff down and she looks at me and there's a pause. And then she says, I love your skirt. She had a backup compliment. And Thank it was you, lady amazing compliment at the Walgreens. Because like a more than a year later, I was at that Walgreens again because I moved. So it's not the one, my regular Walgreens anymore, but it is still near my office. And I was there with my coworker and uh, we walked in. And as we're walking up to the counter, I was like, that's lady compliment at the Walgreens. And then she totally did it. I love your hair. And my oh. friend Emily was dying. I love her. Love it. Uh, and then one of our favorite ones from the past show was when we had um, singer-songwriter Allison Bizarco on the show yes. to talk about her music. But she also did a bonus topic about extra. a specific extra in the movie of her life. Who uh, Allison at the time was living up in Rogers Park with, in a neighborhood in Chicago. And she had a woman who was a crossing guard who every every day when they were driving to work and she'd have you know have the windows down and she would hear this woman motorists 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 the children, the children are approaching <laughs> she actually called in and did an imitation for us and if you want to listen to it it's kind of worth it it's from episode 23 um great it's really good Motorists, the you children are coming. The children like, are coming. You're wearing an ankle length yellow jacket <laughs> and a gigantic red sign. But if you want to narrate it for me, too, go ahead, crossing guard. Crossing guard lady. She said they got to the point where they would actually try to plan their routes so that they would pass her. Oh, because yeah. She was so amazing. I love her. All right. So now we want to know new crop of listeners. Do you have extras in the movie of your life? We would love to know. You can email us or you can put it on our Facebook fan page. Let us know because I love these stories. I just love the idea of making up a backstory for somebody that you don't know. And yeah. I love the idea that we might be the extras in somebody else's lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? that You know that couple across the way is like the gay guy who always needs water at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I always at least have underwear on. Well, <sighs> maybe you should mix it up. Uh, no underwear uh, buddies only <laughs> only if i were to wear a turban turbans yeah so turbans were from episode one we talked about all of the different kinds of turbans that we liked love them we like forever my favorite is always going to be the kind that is really just like a rouged 
piece of jersey like t-shirt material that you can buy at a 7-eleven and it kind of comes on a piece of cardboard that looks like a profile of someone's face <laughs> yes exactly and then you just put it right over it's completely like the sweatpants of hair that's the that's a really good phrase yeah it's sweatpants of hair. I'm I can't be bothered. I'm turbinate. I'm turbinate, guys. It's like, you know, some people will throw on the baseball cap. Well, that's awfully commonplace. But some people will throw on the turban. I like turbans. Um, and that uh reminds me I have a new fake band name. Yes. Or it could be the title of a Gloria Swanson biography. <laughs> turban legend. I like it. I like it. Now, I was with my sister the other day when I actually thought of Turban Legend, and she said, no, wait, you know about the Urban Suburban Bourbon Turban, right? Oh, no. What? <laughs> so what is that? Say wait, that again. The Urban Suburban Bourbon Turban. Oh, so, yes. Like Urban Slash Suburban Bourbon mm-hmm. Turban. And it's a... Um, I like bourbon. It's a, it's a fancy, large, decorative turban that a housewife would wear, maybe while she's vacuuming or doing some housework. But it, mm-hmm. inside, concealed, is a bottle of bourbon. And then it has a straw that comes down so you can sure. sip on the bourbon while you're doing your housework or sure. maybe watching your soaps. Sure. That's just an invention she came up with. <laughs> A long time ago, the urban suburban bourbon turban. I don't think that she, uh, you know, patented that, so it's probably up for grabs. Up for grabs, Jay Peterman, if you're listening. Urban, it's fun to say. Try saying it. Urban suburban bourbon turban. See, it's fun. I like it. That also in itself would be a good band name. Yes, I also thought if you had like a uh, country western band that specialized in like Middle Eastern flares, it could be called Turban Cowboy. That's good. I like it. Or Turban Myth is another one. Turban Myth is good. Turban Myth sounds like some kind of, maybe some kind of goth band. We, you know, yeah. we did an episode on fake band names, so that's not really a part of the lexicon, but we loved them so much. And that is one of the ones we still get feedback about because everybody has a fake band name. I mean, it's just everybody sort of knows. You could just say to most people, what's your fake, what would your band name be? And they would tell you right there. Did you already tell the story of... Uh, our ukulele specialist from last episode, did you tell the story of your fake band name with her? No, that's a good one. So our friend Christine, who was the the the, ukulele the brilliance behind Ukulele Surprise, uh, she and I actually finally met in person last fall when I was in New York for a business trip, and we went out for drinks, and then we went out for more drinks, and then the next night we went out again because we totally hit it off because we'd only known each other through Robbie. And um, we were sitting at this bar in new york i think it was room service where we were at this point and I we like sort of service. yeah we're sitting at the end of the bar and not at a table because it's a full restaurant and when we get our check and it's a is it a thai restaurant thai restaurant with like fancy, fancy zhuzhed up cocktails yeah, but it's thai and most of the yeah. employees there are asian or, mm-hmm. i'm assuming thai and um she <laughs> The woman, because, you know, on the check, they might write, you know, it's table 22, it's table five. She had written two ladies and the band name T-W-O-L-A-D-Y-S and because we were the two ladies at the end of the bar. So that, in fact, is our fake band name, two ladies and. So now we um, we often think of songs for our debut album. For two ladies and. For two ladies and. Tonight. Yeah. At the double door. The double door. Suspicious mole. The fake band name episode, I don't know the episode number offhand. Multiple Cumans. Multiple Cumans? Is that what it was? 
Before we started recording, Sarah and I were trying to remember what the cumin one was. I'm like, I know there was a fake band name about cumin because when you moved from Chicago, you said, what's up with my multiple cumins? And you're like, band name. Because I think I found like six jars of cumin. And I took two off your hands. I'm like, I could make chili till the cows come home, but (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to use all these up. And you're like, well, I got multiple cumins. Multiple cumins. Well, there are a lot of good fake band names in that episode. And then I remember you guys wrote in with a lot of good ones. I mean, there were caution tape is one of my favorite um suspicious mole is a really suspicious good mole one it's good although that also might be a parody to suspicious minds that's like, true i'm ready to write that <laughs> you may need to make that happen <laughs> i might do it well there are some really really good band names there but um talking about cumin yes and chili and that chili. is an example of our next topic which is one that we really talk about a lot yes and it has it's in almost every one of our our topics. Yeah. We love a touch of fancy. Yes. Now we talked about touch of fancy in episode 31. Um and back then we were describing it as, you know, it's that thing that just sort of takes you over the top. Maybe it's a woman, sort of a middle-aged woman in a tracksuit, but maybe she's got sequin sneakers on. Mhm. And sometimes it's flashy flashy fancy but sometimes it's like what Annie Garten would call like turning up the knob you know the volume yeah it's, it because we I wouldn't classify either of us as fancy people Not we have a taste for finer things but we especially appreciate something that is yummy and great and awesome and then has just a little Touch Such of a fancy. fancy. Yes. I mean, the, when we first talked about it, it was definitely more about sort of people and their appearances. Like yes. you might see someone. A little flash, some yeah. A brooch. The, the, the uh, embroidered Christmas sweater or maybe some light up Christmas ornament earrings are a touch of fancy. Hmm. That kind of a thing. But ever since then, we really, you can mm-hmm. kind of incorporate the touch of fancy into everything. And I think we talked about it as far as using cumin <laughs> yeah. a little dash of cumin and something for a touch of fancy that maybe was in the doris's taco meatloaf recipe yeah yeah um so that's Good. touch of fancy cocktails often have a nice touch of fancy a garnish a as a general garnish rule. something floating on the top mm-hmm. a rim i like it everything's better with a touch of fancy yeah now if it the whole place is fancy then it's just fancy right but like sometimes you might see, you know, a 70-year-old woman in sort of a black conservative dress with gold boots on, like lame. Yes. That's a touch of fancy. I will always think about when we talk about a touch of fancy and brooches and whatnot to the video we did at our friend Sherry's birthday party and that guy talking about that brooch Jim. and say, and looking right in the camera and saying, and ladies, when you wear that brooch... <laughs> Wear it high. Put it up like, high. He just schooled us all on the correct Did. placement of a fancy brooch. And I still think about it all the time. Sometimes I see a woman with a brooch on. And I'm like, and ladies, when you wear that brooch, like, <laughs> I want to move high. it up higher for people. He's like, I think the chicest women wear it right oh, up on the shoulder he, blade. Right. He was right. I see it now. I'm like, right here on the clavicle. Just put it right there. That was Jim. And yeah, because we talked about the touch of fancy there because we were talking about the scallop shell like, toilet you, seat in the bathroom not enjoying that but um it <laughs> wasn't it's like oh this is he, i if he would have had the tools and the means he would have changed that seat out for <laughs> he her would have. Right 
We also enjoy, this is kind of the opposite of fancy. <laughs> we love soft pants. Oh, we love soft pants. Not much to say about this. This came out of, uh, we did this on episode 24. This came out of one of uh, my really good friends at the time used to have a stack of of soft pants when you walked into her home. I love so that. Like, like if you're coming over to like hang for a while and she, the first time she asked me, she's like, um, this is kind of weird, but you want soft pants? I was like, what? Do you like to change into some soft pants? I, and I was like, kind of like being at a spa where all of a sudden they're like, we'd like you to wear these shower shoes. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know. I like my shoes. You're like, are no slacks you- allowed at your home? This is slack free environment. You're like, oh Oh. yeah, and and it would normally be because we'd be like at a bar, like hanging out and so on. And she's like, do you just want to come back to my house and watch TV for a little while? And then she's like, how do you feel about soft pants? And she (laughs) had a stack, and there was like uh, thermal ones and flannel ones and t-shirt material ones, all different sizes and varieties of soft pants. And I was like, soft pants. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yes. Well, we should just give a little sort of primer about what soft pants are. They're really anything in the track pant, pajama pant, fleece pant, mm-hmm. um, sweat pant, really. Although I don't, I don't even really think sweat pants exist anymore. But you know what I'm saying. Anything. There's no zippers. No zippers. It's often all elastic. Usually a drawstring for boys. Girls too. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to get a good pair of soft pants at the Old Navy. That's where I love to get soft they pants. They have the best soft pants. And the softer, the better. So they don't have to be pretty. No. And these are normally pants that you're not going to wear in public. But mm. I wouldn't put Please it past me. Please don't wear them in public. No. But if you have to run to the store to get tissues or the something. The beans and bagel. And have yeah. them call well, you by names. Well, I have some dressier soft pants that are more like gym pants. Yes. Like I have some I have- black. They're like black t-shirt material with a stripe down the side. Those I feel are acceptable for a, a quick errand. Now those don't I wear call, them to the mall. I call those yoga pant or dance call. Dance call. These are actually neither of those. These really are more, they, they're shaped more like a track pant. But I know what you mean. Those actually, a, a yoga pant or a dance call pant, I would never wear in public. Now dance call, <laughs> for those of you who are not actors or have never been to a dance call, that's when you're going to put your soul in your pocket and go uh, dance in front of people. And <laughs> if you're a dancer, that's exciting. If you're me... Or me. It's not. Well, you had a private one. I had a, right I had a, not I had a private dance call at the Goodwin Theater in Chicago <laughs> for Anne Ryan King. Anyone yeah. who would think that is funny will know who Anne Ryan King is. We'll just leave it at that. For yeah. like a featured dance role that just, I was clearly it, it, not supposed to be there to, for. I want to say this. If you had to describe your feelings about that experience in three words, what would they be? Three words is all you get. <sighs> okay. Um... <laughs> Oh gosh, this is hard. Cause now I look back at it, back at it sort of fondly because in it was, the moment, in the oh, moment, oh, this is hard. Um, <laughs> mortifying. Okay. Um, uncomfortable. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I have a good one I want okay, to give you, do but it. I don't know. Do it. Do you- dehumanizing yes well you know what thing is she was very very nice and in fact after i did the combination that they were casting a company dancer for not a musical theater actress who thought she was there for something totally different she said it's better than i thought it was gonna be because i went in and i'm like um just so we're all clear here is there a word that means 
the wrong person at the wrong time. Like there's just like, you know that you deserve to be at a callback at the Goodman, but you know that you're not. I was there for like townsfolk number five. I was not there for the like dream ballet company dancer. You're like, is there a dead mother who appears and has a a soprano aria? Because that is the right person at the right time. Well, the thing is, luckily I got to- Am I in the green room for the whole show and I get to come out and sing one pretty thing? I got to sing first and that was okay because at that point, they like, I had won them over a little bit, right? Because I probably sang something with a high C in it and then I belted something. And I remember Anne Ryan King saying, God, I wish I sounded like you in the shower. You know, she was like, I can't even, I can't imagine what it's like to sing like you. And I'm like, you haven't seen me dance. So yeah, there you have it. And I just remember saying, all right, well, I guess I'll give it a whirl, literally. And she laughed because there was like whirling and leaping. There was up and down on the floor. It was like I had to do a routine from a Mia Michaels routine from So You Think You Can Dance. Oh, God. There's, that's a, we always talk about that story. I don't quite tell it. But that's really all we ever really need to say about it. But um, I wish I'd, oh, and had I been wearing soft pants, it would have been better. But because I was told it was a call to just move. I was wearing like a little slinky halter top and some little slim cropped slacks. Oh no. And then I had to dance barefoot because I didn't have ballet shoes because no. I thought I was going to just be moving instead of dancing. Anyway, oh, sidetrack. So yeah, I did not have soft pants there, but we love soft pants. One of my them. favorite pairs of soft pants are like fleece old navy kind of pants and they have a little pocket because a lot of the girl soft pants don't have pockets and then you can put your phone in it. Yeah, it's good if you had to run to the corner. Well, I'll, I'll usually will have my purse. It's a teeny pocket. It's really just phone size. Yeah, I one of my favorite pairs I have with me, and I wished I hadn't have washed them because now they kind of look like uh, that kind of capri that a, a lady wears who shouldn't wear a capri. Right. Like it's not really capri. It's just like a loose fitting. Yeah. Almost a culotte. Yeah. Yeah. These are. They're baby blue with Snoopy as the Red Baron. Oh, those are some of your favorites. I wear them all the time. I love them because they're very, very thin Mm t-shirt. I get very warm at night. So a a warm, woolly, like thick, even a thick sweatpant is too hot for me. Yeah. And I'd rather be in a cutoff sweatshort. A cutoff sweatshort. Which I just bought some on sale at the Gap the other day. Would you also put on the sweatpants of hair? And then turban it at the same time? Maybe. <laughs> You're like, no, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. No, maybe. 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 All right. Well, let's talk about um, one of the uh, last things, which is another good one that we hope you guys will chime in with some of your own. And that's the, um, how much do we love the I Love Lucy moment? Yeah. And uh, if you've ever seen I Love Lucy, you know what this is. They happened once an episode, like her eating the chocolates on the conveyor belt, the bread coming out of the oven and pinning her against the wall. <laughs> Just moments that you're like, mayhem. Uh, I also always think of like, well, there was some TV credits. TV credits always featured like one I Love Lucy moment. There's always like, I'm fixing the kitchen sink and then it exploded right. and I'm trying to plug it with my thumb. Vera with the straws at the beginning of Alice. Oh, at the beginning of Alice, yes. Did I ever tell you my story of doing that at Cracker Barrel? No. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, Cracker Barrel does hire gay people. Um, (laughs) I don't know if they knew I was gay when I got hired there, but I worked at the Cracker Barrel in Des Moines, Iowa, at the intersection of I-80 and I-35 in Iowa. And I one day was bored to tears 
I worked what I called the grits and gravy shift because <laughs> I worked, I literally had to be there at 5 a.m. and I was done oh. by 2 p.m. and I would make like $30 in cash and that was it like, for a whole summer in between my junior and senior year of college. And my best friend Angie and I would take our $35 that we made that day, drive next door to the TGIFs and drink <laughs> in the $35 plus <laughs> and then be like wasted by 6 p.m. And go to sleep and start all over. Ah, youth. Grits and gravy. Grits and gravy. But I got so bored one day at work because there weren't anyone coming in to, weren't anyone. There weren't no one coming in. There weren't no one coming in for grits. (laughs) Uh, So I picked up a whole box of straws and threw them up in the air like Vera because I thought it would be very funny. (laughs) You know who didn't think it was funny? Your manager. A manager. (laughs) took the price of a box of straws out of my paycheck. (laughs) Serves you right. And I totally, of course, was like 21 and a half and living life. I'm like, I think it was worth the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, we all have had our own I Love Lucy moments. Um, Rob told a story back in that earlier episode about opening a bottle of wine in his kitchen. Do you remember that? The fancy bottle wine bottle opener that yeah. my sister got me didn't work so well. Um, it was one of those that you were supposed to like it, it's it attached to your kitchen counter and you're supposed to be able to just like one step, like put it on. It's the like thing. a rabbit, right? The kind with the lever. Yeah, it was that kind that's a little bit more um it's trying to look more old fashioned. It was kinda of like yeah. cast iron and it looked like a vice grip. You had yeah, to like C clamps onto the yeah, C clamp <laughs> onto your counter. So I I did it and I was doing it really quickly and didn't notice that the screw had not gone into the cork. Oh. So all it did is push the cork down into the red wine, which then just pressurized the whole thing beyond belief. And red wine shot up and out and the cork went in. And I thought I had it all gone. <laughs> but then I looked at the ceiling like a month later and there was like a Gorbachev stain on the, <laughs> on the ceiling. Like... Like Jackson Pollock, nice red all over the place. Well, and then the great thing is, we told that story on the show, and then some short amount of time later, I did the exact same thing at my house with my (laughs) rabbit corkscrew. But I must have been standing over it, looking down, because instead of shooting up onto the ceiling, it shot sprayed like full spray into my face. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, those are good. And there was another time where I was. I needed to spray something with Lysol, like something on the, maybe on the wall, sort of like a cleaner and something in an aerosol can that it was directly in front of me, you know, at eye level. And so I Mm -hmm. take the top off and I full on spray it, not realizing that it's completely backwards. And I'm just five inches from my face, spraying it directly into my face. And your your mom has some pretty good ones. Yes. Now my mom, who on the show we call Jungle Marge, which we talk about her and my dad bird doc a lot. She has yes. a bunch. She um, she had a kind of amazing one that summer where she and my dad were visiting and we were out in the backyard gardening. And she came sort of like walking with purpose, you know, confident strides toward me and stepped on the blade of the hoe. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, the handle, like in a cartoon, in a cartoon shot only. up and smacked her full force oh, directly God. between the eyes and her forehead, on her forehead. And- 
and my, there was this moment of, well, we all stood there for a second. And then my dad, you know, whisks her off to a chair to sit down and I run inside to get ice and I come out and she's, she's kind of cl- uh, crouched over with her head in her hands. And my dad is this horrified look in his face. And I said, well, sit up. Let me see how, let me see how it looks. And she sits up and there is like a, an actual egg sized bump on her oh like it was like you could have heard the cartoon sound go as it and there were little birds flying around yes. it it was amazing and she got like she got two black eyes it was amazing and it was the kind of thing where had it been on a television show it would have been much funnier because there wouldn't have been any actual injuries but um and she can laugh about it now but it was amazing. I mean, it was yeah. like if you looked at her from the side, she looked like a Neanderthal because it it actually altered her profile. That's how big this bump was. Oh, jeez! But it was that moment of like, bunk. Oh, it was amazing. She also one time when they were visiting recently, she came home and I, I came home from work. She'd been at the house all day, and I went to show her how to use my Harmony remote. You know, one of those multi-device um, yeah. remotes. And I said, oh, here, let me show you how to turn the TV on. And she looked at the remote and she said, oh, that's why I couldn't answer the phone. She had tried to answer my <laughs> phone earlier in the day. That's genius. <laughs> With the Harmony remote, she picked it up and put it to her face and was looking for an on button. <laughs> Love it. Now, I, uh, I will also say, I think your Glinda the Good Witch underwear exposed is oh. a bit of an I Love Lucy. Like that's something that would have happened to Lucy. You're right. I think it is. Like the and especially like the laughing and not understanding why people are laughing. Totally. Now an, a similar event. I, you had I your heard, own Wizard of Oz. Sort I had of my story. Own, like fall off the stage moment, which yeah. was pretty horrible. Just recently, our friend Paula was playing Golda in Fiddler on the Roof. Not exactly a yuck fest of a show. Yeah. Uh, and and it's set in Russia and you know and it's all peasant garb. She had come on stage for an entrance uh, and didn't notice that on the Velcro in the back of her costume was struck a large black lacy brassiere. <laughs> nice. And she was in the round, so the more she was turning around, people were laughing. Oh. She had no idea what was going on, Amazing. and it's like a serious scene about like. You can't deny our daughter. She's our daughter, and uh, the, and it's killing. And, oh. like, if she was doing like a farce, right. it was killing. <laughs> and she, so she comes back up the stage and she figures out, oh, I've had a bra stuck to my butt the whole time. Oh, that's good. And so her co-star, Robbie, our friend, is like trying to be like, that's hilarious, right? And she's like, no, not funny. So he kept saying to me, like, I just kept checking into her dressing room every day. And be like, is it funny yet? <laughs> she'd be like, no, nope. still not funny. Not funny. Still not funny to me. Well, you can hear both of our Wizard of Oz stories. Um, I think we maybe talked about people falling down. I think if you just go to the site and search for Wizard of Oz, there's an episode where we both tell a similar story about disastrous consequences it's, it's, from some sort of accident involved in a play Wizard of Oz in the round <laughs> yes both of us doing Wizard of Oz in the round. you know I had another one in the round this is the kind of I love Lucy too and I was doing Camelot at that same Summerstock theater in Indiana with our friend Tony we mm-hmm. there's the moment where Guinevere arrives and sort of all the townsfolk I was playing Nimue but then I was sort of a townsperson the rest of the time and we all came in we all came in to greet the new queen right and so everybody comes in and we're wearing gowns but we have these big long sort of robe-like coats with hoods and trains and we kind of process down the aisle and then we process all around 
the stage in a circle and we come up to her and we curtsy and then we all leave. And I hadn't, didn't realize that the entire time I had a clothes hanger stuck in the hem on the very back of my Perfect. gown, just drag. Like a, like a just married with yes! tin cans behind yes, you. Yes, but it was just a plain old like dry cleaner wire hanger. Perfect. Perfect. Which then someone, I believe it was Tony, wrapped in gold and sort of bedazzled it and kept saved it for me for the rest of the season. Perfect. Um, my That's cat, <laughs> my cat Ernesto is kind of the I Love Lucy moment cat mascot because he will do stuff like get his head stuck in a tissue box and then sort of be walking around with his head stuck in a tissue box. He fell in the toilet. He came running into the living room once and jumped right up onto the coffee table full on into my dinner, which was some kind of chicken with a pile of honey mustard and went skidding through it. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. He is kind of a, a walking I Love Lucy moment well, cat. I came home the other night and um, we have this throw blanket that has kind of a, it's from Ikea. It wasn't very nice, but it's like a black kind of like sweater, mm-hmm. but it's a throw, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like knit, like kind of like a rib knit. Mm-hmm sweater I know exactly what you mean yeah um we came home the other night and I noticed it was on the floor next to Shirley she always greets us at the door and Mm -hmm. I'm like hey and I noticed the blanket is right next to her I'm like that's weird and then I look and it's attached to her collar and I look at her and I know I full tilt she has this I love Lucy face like oh Ricky can you help me out because she's been walking around for god knows how long with this full throw blanket attached to her collar Oh, like, poor Cheryl girl. Because I make her wear jewelry. It was on that little rhinestone dress that I, I make I, her wear. I know exactly what you <laughs> mean. If you would just let me go naked, this wouldn't happen. This would not happen. Well, nope. Ernesto doesn't wear a collar, and he um, still. still manages to get in all kinds of mischief. He's mischievous. Honey oh, the honey mustard. I was like, oh, no. And then, of course, he landed in the plate and kind of skidded and then just, like, levitated straight up right of course and then ran down out of the room tracking honey mustard all over the carpet as you do falling into the toilet was pretty good too yeah Uh, he came running in i was in the bathroom putting makeup on or something and he i usually keep the seat down and so he always jumps up on the seat (laughs) and then jumps on the sink but i had left the seat up you know the lid i mean not the seat and he just came running in full tilt here i come i'm gonna bounce off the top of the toilet and land on the counter and instead just went straight into the toilet he was a little kitten too and once again levitated out of like total terror, like, ah! and then just, it was like, he froze in the air for a moment and his legs kept going like a Fred mm-hmm. Flintstone cartoon and then went tearing out like, what the hell just happened to me? He's good. No. So do you guys have I Love Lucy moments? We want to know. We want to know all about them because laughing at you makes us feel better. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, let's <laughs> recap some of these terms. How much do we love um, lexicon that you can now work into your own sort of vernacular? We love the extras and the movie of our life. We love turbinate. And we love band names, which is kind of sidebar there. Yes. Fake we, band names, give them to us. We love a touch of fancy. And we love soft pants. Uh, and we love the I Love Lucy moment. So tell us more of your examples of those. And we said at the beginning, there's some new uh, some new terms that we're going to try putting in. And one of them came from... Uh, Daiquiri. It came from Zachary. No. No. Roller coaster buddies? No. Came from your friend Chris. No, roller coaster buddies is from Zachary in Ohio. Remember on his video, he was talking about how you bond with people in the line for the roller coaster? 
I thought that was from the Disneyland stories. No, they have their own vocabulary. They, that really good they have all kinds of good ones. Yeah, they have vetting for churros. Oh, you know, wait, we forgot one. What? The line walker. Oh, line walkers. Yes. Some things are line walkers. So the line walker, I, I had it in my notes. I don't know where it went. Is from, uh, uh, that's from episode 66. And that's something that could be really awesome, but or it could just be terrible. Horrible. So first like dates. first dates, right? There's nothing better than an amazing first date. You're on cloud nine. It's like, you, you know, you're almost high from the experience. But a bad first date, oh, Oof. there is nothing New Year's worse. Eve. New Year's Eve. You're having, you're having fun. It's so great. You're so happy to be with all the people that you love. Or you're crying alone. <laughs> right. Haircut. That's That's a good one for me, right? Because you can... Getting a new haircut is when you get a good haircut, it's so fun. Especially like with a with a woman, I don't know if it's the same for men because your hair doesn't change as much. When you get like a drastic new haircut, it's the and it, and you love it. It's the best feeling. You keep catching yourself in the mirror. You're like, who's that yeah. pretty lady? That's totally first, me. First time you shower it and style it by yourself. Yes, but at the same time, if you get a bad haircut, Ooh. oh, it's the worst because there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> And then you also are always catching yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. That is a bad one. Or trying to style it for the first time by yourself. (laughs) Trying to make it longer. Uh. (laughs) Um, And then like oysters. See, I don't don't like oysters. But people who like oysters love oysters. It's one of those foods that people really don't feel lukewarm about, right? You either love them or hate them. But it's not that uncommon to get a bad oyster. And that's bad news. That's gambling. So that's that's gambling. Gambling with mollusks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the line marker, put that on the list. So back to the ones we want you to work in. Zachary yes. from Ohio, our youth teen consultant, yes. has uh, came gave us roller coaster buddies. Love yes, it. that's a good one. And then also you came up. You we were talking about stoplight concerts lately, which is um, when you oh, are either so performing or an audience member of a usually an in-car yeah someone just jamming out like yeah you can go your own way you're like yeah yes go go. or sometimes it's you and then you look over and you're like yeah that was uh, i know singing totally so uh thanks to you guys for listening for four years that's thanks to you sarah for being my good friend and you too abby doing this with me well, and I, you know, I will say that when we first started How Much Do We Love, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life. I wasn't in the happiest place, and it, I found it very therapeutic to mm-hmm. force myself to talk about something really positive for 20 minutes or half an hour. And um, this show has meant a lot to me in that way, and it's interesting to, to think that it's been four years and sort of where we are in our lives now and where we were then. And and, um, and and for me, too. And I, that's one of the things that's most surprising and gratifying for us is when we hear all your great stories about how uh, how this show puts a little pep in your step. So we're glad yeah. it does that. Tell all your friends. Uh, help spread the word about our little show because we're proud of it. Yeah. One last thing. If you uh, for an anniversary gift, what we would love is for you to maybe post a link to the show on your Facebook page or you're in your Twitter or maybe head over to the iTunes Music Store and leave us a review or a rating. That'd be awesome. So we will see you next time, starting year five of How Much Do We Love? Bye, everybody. 